Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Welcome back to the podcast. So this episode is going to be the start of the Astrology of 2024 series. So I always think it's good to do something addressing the astrology of 2024, even though January, in my opinion, is not the new year. The new year is very season. Um, so the spring equinox will be like March 20th or 21st. And that's when we'll feel like the kickoff of energy. But if we're looking at the you know, normal calendar year, January 1st, December 31st, Here's the astrology of the year. So I'm going to break this down into a few different episodes. And then um, some things that I am offering if you want to dive deeper into this, what it means for you. Um, I will be doing a handful. I don't know exactly how many, but readings in January. And people love to get their chart read in January for the reason of like, what's this year going to bring for me? Um... So, I mean, I'll link um, that below where you can book the reading there. And yeah, and I'm saying this, that the readings are going to be open for a little bit in January because I don't do readings in Aquarius and Pisces season because of my natal chart. And um, yeah, I just, I just can't with Aquarius season personally. So um, if you want like a look ahead at your 2024 transits, what the year is going to bring for you, um, or if you've never had a chart reading, the beginning of the year is a great time. It's a great time with like setting intentions for how you want to do things. Um, so January will have like, I want to say like five-ish spots and then that's it until the actual new year. Uh, with airy season and then readings will come back and then I'm also going to be doing a like plan your year with astrology uh, free class um, in January it will be the class is part of my new membership that's coming and this the class will be free for everyone and then if you want to continue with different new moon classes, full moon classes, and just other classes to like learn astrology. Um, I, I'll be sharing that soon, but then also at the end of the free plan your year. Now I did plan your year last year in person, a small group um, local to me. And I like to teach the, like the podcast that I'm sharing dates and like, not necessarily like predictions, but I'm sharing the dates get your pen and paper out, write them down. It can be informative, right? Um, But in the class, I'm going to go deep into how you can actually plan with your own cycles with this information. And I'm all about cycles and cyclical living. I'm a Cancer rising. So the main way I like to use astrology is planning. But when I say planning, I don't mean like five, 10 years down the line. I mean like our literal day-to-day flow and how we are 
moving through the energy of let's say the week or the month um, or the quarter. Quarterly planning is fun. So um, yeah, that is what I love to do with astrology. It's like a practical way to use it, but I, I like to use it in a way that you give yourself grace because there's no reason for you to be like on all the time the way that society kind of makes it seem you need to be and it's like no i do not need to be on all the time i'm allowed to take breaks i'm allowed to rest i'm allowed to have moments where like i don't want to like interact with people or leave my house or um like i just need a moment i need a break we don't give ourselves enough break and rest in my opinion and so when we can look at our astrology it can be like wow so for me personally when the moon is in aquarius or the sun so when the moon or sun are in aquarius gemini or libra like i need a moment i need a break i don't want to be as front-facing forward-facing um as other parts of the year or certain days of the month and that's just the way it is for me and i don't um get mad at myself for that. I try to honor that flow and cycle. And so when you can learn your days of rest or learn your flow of when you need rest or, you know, I kind of, I flip it to like when we need to rest because I feel like we're not resting enough, but you can also look at it as like the days you want to be most active. (laughs) Um, But I, I like to look at it from a rest perspective. So that's that. So I'm going to go over like basics of astrology of 2024, but we're going to break down in some other episodes, like certain things and get a little more specific. We're going, I'm going to have a few spots for readings in January. If you'd like one, look at the link below. And then um, the free class is coming. And also the link will be below to sign up for that. So let's get into where all the plant, the outer planets, because it's how you look at like the sun is always moving the moon is always moving you know we will experience the 12 zodiac seasons and our 13 you know the moon will have a full moon every sign and then um mercury venus mars like they have a you know i might no i'll talk about mercury venus and mars in like another episode we're focusing on the outer planets jupiter through pluto basics today so let's get into that so in 2023, we had a few changes, like we had Saturn change. But for 2024, there are less changes to the outer planets. Um, but so it's like some of the themes from last year will like continue into this year. So Jupiter will be in Taurus from January 1st until May 24th. And then on May 25th until the end of the year of 2024 jupiter enters gemini so we have a flavor of i like using that word (laughs) to describe astro transits we have a flavor of um taurus and gemini when it comes to how we want to expand and things that will make us feel good and joyful and then you have to look at your chart and find the houses that Taurus and Gemini rule. And in that area, I mean, the typical classic thing to say is like, oh, you're going to be lucky in those parts of your life. But I'm here to tell you that (laughs) Jupiter transits are weird because 
you'll feel like you're on a high and then the planet will go retrograde and then you're like, wait, is that really how I want to feel abundant in that area? And then it'll come forward again and it will almost feel like a lesson is repeating itself. And it's, yeah. So if you ever read something that says like, oh, Jupiter is going to be in this house, luck is coming your way in this thing. And it's like, eh, no, I think a lot of, you know, you'll have a lot of optimism in that area of your life. And then that makes you more open to new things. New things will happen, but then you will have a reflection of like, is this what I really want? And that's just me speaking from experience from Jupiter transits and being aware of the ones that I'm going through. So yeah, we'll have that focus of Taurus for the first five-ish months and then moves into Gemini. So there is going to be, no, I won't talk about that right now. So collectively though, so you got to look in your chart where this is going to happen for you, but collectively we've been seeing Jupiter and Taurus, you know, expanding things like the cost of living and like food and housing and all these things because Taurus rules food and houses and money and even the concept of money can be like a little weird with like so many countries and places have debt and it's like how would does the debt get paid off where does money come from do you just print more money like how does this work inflation ah and I don't really I don't really fully understand how it works but like do economists really even know how it works? Like, I would question that. But those have been the themes of Jupiter and Taurus. So, like, there's a lot of predictions about universal income or something like that and and something happening to the housing market. Um, but I think it's, like, positive. You have to look at it in a positive way of, like, food is so expensive at the store maybe I should learn to grow my own food and get out in nature and do gardening and like enjoy the fruits of my labor and like being in nature, putting your feet in the earth and doing mindful things with like, I'm going to grow my food and get it from my garden and bring it into my home. And then I'm going to cook it. Like that's very Taurus right there. So it's like, maybe we don't need to be like reliant on the store. We can learn how to do some of these things ourselves. Um, and like enjoy the slow process because Taurus is about like patience in the process. So like enjoying the process of how long it takes for vegetables to grow in the garden and then like slowly cooking with those and then like slowly enjoying our food and different things like that. But all the things we see right now with the economy, it's just like, hello, Jupiter and Taurus. There's something else involved in that too, which I'll get into. But then when Jupiter switches into Gemini, we're going to have this shift of like, expansion through knowledge and asking questions and you know seeking out information and exploring our curiosity so like globally I think that I think people I this I describe the energy of Gemini I am a Gemini so I'm allowed to say this but Gemini is like the five-year-old kid that can be really annoying because they're constantly asking you why they're like why why but why 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 just like never ending wise because they they truly just want to understand like it comes from a very wholesome place but I don't think the world questions enough like we kind of just take things as face value and go that's just the way it is or what is that the saying like it is what it is I fucking hate that saying now I'm gonna have to mark the episode as explicit but I hate that saying. It is what it is. And I'd be like, no, why does it have to be 
the way it is. Like, why can't we change it? Why can't we question this, right? So I think there's going to be a lot of like people questioning things. And I don't even know what things, but I think people will want to question things more. Truly from a place of wholesome curiosity and being like, wait, why do I actually do this? That's a good question. Like, why are we like listening to this? And why are we doing things this way? Because that's just what we've been told. Like, hmm, you know, be like a curious five-year-old and just ask the question. Like, almost as if, you know, everything is new for the first time. So astrology can be looked at in like different signs representing different stages of our human development, which I think is really cool. So Gemini represents the stage of development of when you first start school and you're like learning new things for the first time. So it's not when you're first born and you're a baby, that's Aries, and you become like a person and you have like a name and like you're you're a new new human. Taurus is toddler stage where, you know, you know, you're trying new foods and you're, you know, trying to to like walk and talk and it's our very basic things. And then you um it's like a lot of with senses when you're when you're little, like how things feel and like sensory toys and play is like a thing. And that's very toddler Taurus development stage and kids when you're when they're really little can get really fixated on things and so then when they are moving into the like learning development stages with the Gemini energy that comes in and you know they start to learn to read and they learn to write and um you know we start to go to school and you know everything is new and our brains are just like absorbing it like a friggin' sponge. And so we kind of need to have that energy collectively of like, let's pretend we're like everything is new and it's not normal to us. It gets new. And and having that be why we question everything. So I'm excited for Jupiter and Gemini. I am a Gemini, but um, I think it'll be very good in terms of our, like the world asking more questions and you know it might even bring up I mean I think we're on a good positive track in terms of like mental health but Gemini does you know rule our mental realm and like the overactive thinking brain and if you think about if you have lots of questions like where is that all coming from so definitely looking at like positive things in the mental health space or you know having there be an expansive bigger bigger what's the word like a larger reach of mindfulness activities and meditation and things like that um I mean a long time ago wasn't popular it's becoming more popular but mindfulness is not a trend or like anything like that it is literally a way of being and so Jupiter and Gemini would also expand that in terms of like how we cope with all the information that is thrown at us in a day there could even be something with social media that comes through too, or like questioning why we're on it all the time. And maybe there's like other ways we can get information or connect with people. So that's my take on part of Jupiter and Gemini. So that's the expansiveness of the year. It's like a Taurus into Gemini. We got to look in your chart. And then we're going to look at Saturn. So Saturn, lovely Saturn. Saturn is in Pisces for the whole year of 2024. 
So we still have that energy, no shift there. So you're still experiencing like a life lesson or possible restriction in an area of your life. The world collectively is still, you know, okay. So there was a thing on Netflix about the twin flame universe and I had no idea this thing freaking existed and I had to watch the thing because I'm technically when you're an astrologer, you're kind of like in the coaching industry. And so this, like this, there was like a three part, I watched all of it at once. Like I binged it. I couldn't believe like what I was even watching and like the mass, like abuse of power of like, in a sense though, like that spiritual guru weirdness that came through from those people I was like oh my god and then the fact that it's being shown when Saturn is in Pisces and I'm like yes like this is the big thing where it's like you can like there is a like more of an interest like astrology is extremely fucking popular right now and like all these other things are really popular and it's like that's great but who said this to me somebody said this to me they're like not all spiritual people are nice people. Some of them are assholes. And I was like, yes, like I've experienced that. Like I've been, I let's say, I've, I don't want to say I've been betrayed, but I've had some people who I thought were like nice souls who were, you know, called themselves whatever teachers and, you know, pra- were, you know, practicing mindfulness and teaching mindfulness. And then they would do something and I, to me, I've had, I've had a few stories and I was just like, wait, what's happening right now? I'm like, this person is supposed to be like a nice person. Like what's going on? And so I've had a lot of spiritual people. I'm going to go do quotes there. Like not even that they say they're spiritual, but they're in more of a spiritual wellness sort of setting. And then they do things that are not very nice and spiritual and whatever, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And then you just separate yourself from those people. But that's happened to me a lot in the last four years. And it's un- it's very uncomfortable and it can feel very – like you're blindsided by it and you're like, what just happened? So seeing that whole documentary thing on the Twin Flame universe, I was like, wow, that is like another level next shit. Like that's culty. But not all spiritual people are nice people and they do not have your best interests at heart. Um, and really, and this can come down to like, I'm going to talk about, um, Jupiter, like I talked about Jupiter and Taurus and then Uranus is still in Taurus. And what I've realized is one of the main things that normally kind of comes out, and this even could be Pluto and Capricorn. One of the main things that will come out, um, or that I don't see that draws people's bad intentions, or I find when people start to be people who are spiritual when they start to be less spiritual and like a different side of them comes out and we all have evil and light within us for sure but when the evil side starts to come out it's because like they're in distress they're panicking they don't know what to do and it always comes down to money like I'm sorry I've done a lot of money work in the last few years and um you know people can choose how they want to use money for like good and for bad and some people say how you are using money or how you view it it like shows your true expression and whatever but there's even a quote about how um 
a, a therapist or a few therapists stated a lot of my clients stress and like mental health problems and any anything else that they bring up in therapy would be solved if they had more money and so I find that when there's either like a lack of funds and people are kind of scrambling for whatever because they need to survive and live they will totally pop out of that their spiritual person and like it it's like panic mode and then like evil not so nice side of them comes out that's what I've personally experienced and but you don't know that at the time you just kind of have like a wait what the fuck is happening and then you realize like oh okay that's what was going on cool but it's still like how you handle yourselves in situations is very important so I feel like with Saturn and Pisces you know until 2026 but all of next year we still have to determine like who we're trusting who we're entrusting with you know asking for quote-unquote guidance or who we're going to to learn information about spiritual stuff with like it's made it more popular and now there's more people popping up and like I'm such a believer in like credentials and on my website like I have a list of everything I've ever taken because I want you to know like even back to things like that start in 2015 that have nothing to do with spirituality like my formal education background I think it's really important to list out your credentials and your learnings not only to show your own personal like I call it learning tree like your lineage of your knowledge and like where it comes from but you know like to show that you like you you've studied you've put in the work and the hours into something and you're passionate about it and this is why you do the work that you do I'm like really really a big believer in that I don't like when people don't have their credentials or where they've like studied and learned the information even if you just put like self-studied or like self-taught but just like declaring where you know how to do what you do but yeah there's like a massive sort of like uprising in different teachers and someone else shared this on instagram like you have to be just discerning and who you go to for things like psychic readings medium readings tarot readings astrology readings like you need to be discerning about who you're going to but then also you're going to them for a reading they are not a guru right like you don't have to listen to everything they fucking say if someone says something to you in a reading and it doesn't resonate or doesn't feel good like you don't like don't you don't have to listen to it but then people who are in the space of giving readings and teaching you have to also be very mindful of like what you're saying and the impacts that it can have on another person and this is something that i i always am working with is the listening and then what am i going to say back in that that dialogue aspect of doing readings and just a- asking lots of questions is always the best thing and so yeah Saturn and Pisces is, is just gonna bring a lot of like the spiritual awakening stuff but then it will show the good and bad of it of like you know what exists um that's one thing that that I think and it's funny because when Saturn first entered Pisces I was like oh my gosh dreams will become a reality but like maybe they will but what is it, it will make you aware of the restrictions of what's stopping you from making your dreams a reality and that may not feel fucking comfortable at all so 
that's Saturn in Pisces for another year. And you can kind of feel into like in 2023 from March to now what the main theme has been. And then it'll just keep expanding, right? And if you are a mutable sign, if you are a Gemini, a Virgo, a Pisces, or Sagittarius, or your moon or rising is there, you might feel some restriction about something and there's going to be some kind of growth and maturity that comes through. Um, so have fun with that. I say that to myself, have fun with that. You can't predict what it's going to be, but if things feel harder or a little weird, just know that it's, it's not forever, right? This transit will not last forever. And you can go and look at the degrees and everything. Okay. Now moving on to Uranus. So Uranus is been in Taurus since 2019. It'll be there until 2026. And Uranus is one of the other reasons why things are weird with like money, housing, and food. And so there will be a conjunction with Jupiter and Uranus and it will, I describe it as an unexpected opportunity. Something happens in those areas that I just mentioned. So I don't know what that's going to do globally, but still with Uranus and Taurus, like it feels very weird when it comes to like interest rates and money and inflation and we don't really know what's going on um i i really can't tell you but uh from what i've researched people are saying it's gonna be a buyer's market and please do not hold me on that that's just something that i read and honestly i think there's still just gonna be a lot of unexpected um things that happen Sorry, I had to take a drink. I feel like my voice is going. And um, there will be just unexpected things that like keep happening to housing, food, and money. But I think unexpected things will continue to happen. Like very unstable shit is still going to feel like it's going on until we look at new ways of doing things, right? So in your personal life, like think, and I already was talking about this with the food, but how else can I get food? if not at the store where it's really expensive, like thinking outside the box might literally be gardening or like maybe it's reaching out to like local farmers and buying food directly from farms and from the farmer, like cutting out the middleman. Um, but getting creative on like how to get real food. Um, but I feel like things are going to just keep feeling inflated and crazy and ridiculous and unstable until we look at new ways. And like living your life with a new way of that. I mean, crypto and all of this stuff has come about, I feel like, with Uranus and Taurus. I don't understand it. I don't freaking get it. And not a lot of people do. But again, the people who are in that, they've realized that like there's something else that holds value that can be exchanged for things. And even though it doesn't make sense, it's a new way of doing something. And so... I don't know, in terms of money and stuff, thinking of like new ways to, thinking of like new ways to invest money, exploring different kinds of currencies and stuff, not necessarily making any decisions without informed knowledge, but trying to think outside the box, even in terms of thinking outside the box and how to earn money, like with the digital world and everything. And then with housing, I mean, my brother who 
um, he's a Sag rising. He's ruled by his Jupiter in Taurus. He has Saturn in Taurus. He's a Virgo with Mercury in Virgo. Very earthy, my brother. He says that like the best thing to do when it comes to the way the housing market is going. And he's like the more people, like people have to come together to support, you know, people you trust have to come together to support in, in order to live which feels very Aquarian. So he's just like, maybe you do something where there's like a larger house and it's split into like two or three units and you go in with your friends or your family so that you all have a place to live and you can get the mortgage and it doesn't feel like super crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but the trust you have to have to do that. But if you think about it, how else is it attainable if you're not, if you're not able to be like gifted money from anybody? how can you, um, how can you like live and have a roof over your head? So it's that I like his way of, of thinking about it, but it's like, how can you do that? It's collaboration. Another thing to always look at, and it's like a big thing is like the tiny home thing. Tiny homes can also be very expensive. And then you have to actually find a place to put it. And there's like restrictions and the governments um I think really block stuff but again it's like I'm going to talk about Pluto soon um that's another outside of the box way of thinking but then there are like restrictions put in place so with Uranus and Taurus we're still going to have these themes in 2024 that are going to feel unstable and just finding your way to like almost be an individual about them and do something your own way and different even if people think you're nuts like that's the only way kind of in my opinion, out of it and try not to let it fully consume you. Because when I go to stores, I can't handle grocery stores. It has something to do with my nervous system. But when I'm in uh, grocery stores or like Walmart and it's like a busy day, like I can feel the energy of everybody. I'm like blessed and cursed with being like (laughs) an empath and I can feel everyone's stress and I just, I have to get out of the store. Like I will walk through the store and I'll feel angry. Like I want to cry. Like I want to scream. Then I leave and I'm so mad and frustrated. And I'm like, why do I feel like this right now? Like these are not my feelings. So everyone in the grocery store is either feeling like they want to cry. They want to scream. They're angry. They're frustrated for whatever reason and is bad. And so, um, we're all kind of feeling that like tightness and restriction around money it honestly it's a great time to do something different even about money work and changing your view on it and like you know I did a program for a year in it but then a few years just sort of doing what was available free and then paid for a year something called magical women and money and it completely changed my view of everything and the way I organize and structure finances and everything and so I did it primarily so that I was living on my own and I wanted to grow my business. And if you want to grow your business, you have to work through your money blocks. But I think like right now, like if you want to live, you have to work through your money blocks because it's going to be apparent when you're like, okay, what, what is something at the grocery store that I get? Like I love strawberries since like $8 for strawberries. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, no, (laughs) like I will only buy the fruit that's on sale. 
So if one week the blueberries are $1.99, it's blueberries that week, like end of story. <laughs> like even if I really wanted raspberries, raspberries are $4.99 for that tiny little thing. F off, like not happening. So it's it's that kind of stuff. Um, but again, it's like where else can I get this stuff? Is there somewhere local? Maybe I'll plant something and then I'll have them myself. So yeah, I'll move on to... Neptune's been in Pisces since um, 2011. It's going to be there till 2026. I'm going to say a lot of things are till 2026. And 2027 is supposed to be like this new era thing, even with human design. And so I have to take another drink of water. Wait. <laughs> ah. And so um, I feel like I need to make like, a tea and have a tea with doing podcasts in the winter. And so... Um, Neptune's been there for a bit. There will be like a Saturn-Neptune conjunction, I believe, in 2025. Um, but I mean, unless you have, um, I mean, all the stuff I was talking about before, about like the spirituality and the guru stuff, like that can apply for this as well. And like putting people on a pedestal and the illusions that some people can bring, like all of that will apply. But unless you have a mutable placement, so mutable meaning Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius, anywhere from like 22 to like, let's just say 29, um, you're not really going to feel the Neptune stuff too much. And if you have something mutable from like 22 to 29, I mean, you're feeling confused and like a haze and a confusion on like what to do about something. Um, that just is what it is. You got to go through the transit. I have no other advice other than, and then that, because I've gone through it myself. I was so confused. I had no idea how to take action for the longest time. And then I had a weird thing with relationships because freaking Neptune was squaring my Venus and opposing my Mars. And I was so confused and you just learn through trial and error there. And then Pluto. So Pluto enters Aquarius January 20th. I'm so excited. Uh, it's the same day as Aquarius season. Sun and Pluto enter Aquarius same day. Someone described it as planting a seed of transformation. And for all of us, it'll be in a certain area of our lives. And then it does go back a little bit into Capricorn. But then on November 19th, we are full force until 2043 with Pluto and Aquarius. I'm excited for this. Somebody said, I don't know who, they said the children born with Pluto and Aquarius will be the children that change the world. So like even the kids that are going to be born this next in 2024 and beyond, like they will have a very different way of thinking about them. And so what we're experiencing now, what we have been experiencing since like 2020 and we're going to continue to experience until we are like full in the mode of Pluto and Aquarius is a lot of people are holding on to really old societal structures and they're gripping and they're holding on to them and they don't want to release them and it's just causing so many problems and I'm going to say things like government structures, societal norms, like a lot of government stuff, capitalism, big corporations, and like the more we hold on to those things, like the more we are not going to move forward. So it's like things are crumbling and 
it's weird to exist when things are crumbling and they're crumbling all over the world everyone's feeling it collectively and so yeah i'm excited for what pluto and aquarius will bring but it might feel like radical transformation like new ways of living and i look at it as you're either for it you're like yes i want the change i'm already kind of experiencing the change let's do it or you're terrified of it and you don't want to live in the like new the new way of the world is going you're either on one side or the other and you either have to embrace it um it's i don't know what the phrase is something or evolve i don't want to say die or evolve because that's not right but like um you have to go with the way that things are changing but always remembering with pluto and aquarius like the humanness of everyone regardless of anything the humanness so i'm gonna do i'm gonna say a few more things about pluto and aquarius before i wrap this up and then i'm gonna do other episodes about um like the mercury retrogrades of next year and then the eclipses of next year and the yeah the retrograde like mercury retrograde and then mars retrograde and then the eclipses we're having so two more so some just quick things with pluto as well they come to me after and i never want to feel like rushed or anything talking about them so basically we're going to see more changes to like technology and how we use it good and bad i think (laughs) um but one thing that annoys me so i have a background in like marketing and social media so i always think about pluto and aquarius in relation to social media so i think definitely within the next 20 years the way that we use social media will change platforms are going to dissolve new ones will be reborn with the concept of human first so one thing that's really pissing me off is i may rant here is basically Instagram now, and I've witnessed this firsthand, okay, with a client. I'm not going to say with who. And so freaking Instagram wants you to pay them so that you're like verified. And I can understand, you know, there's a lot of spam. There's a lot of weirdness that goes on on Instagram. Like so lots of things. And so they want you to pay them to be verified. And so I witnessed a client of mine, you know, they tried doing verification the normal way. It wasn't happening. Their account has thousands of followers well-established business, Instagram wouldn't verify them in the past years. So then (laughs) they pay for verification because we need to contact Meta support. And that's another thing. (laughs) Try to contact Instagram, Facebook, Meta. Oh my God. You can't reach somebody. It's so bad unless you're paying them to do ads or you're paying for verification. So stupid. So right there, it's like, we're only going to talk to you and support you if you're paying us. So Uh, this person did the verification and then I got really scared because I saw the following jump like 800 followers and I was like did someone send spam accounts so I was going through clicking to make sure that these people were real and so almost as like a thank you Instagram was like you just verified yourself today the post you post today we're going to we're going to we're going to share it to a bunch of new people who might like it based on their interest and the data that we collect from them so that they know you exist and i watched the account grow like it was, it was like 
0.1, like whatever thousands, 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.4, 0 0.8. And I was like, what just happened here? And if you look at the insights on the post, it says it reached all these non-followers and that post itself gained like 800 followers just from that one post. And it hasn't happened since then. But I was like, wow, it was almost like a kickback. Thank you. Like a bonus. Like, thank you for paying us and ver being a verified person on Instagram. So frustrating. I was just like, wow. I also watched this happen when I post the first ever reel for this person. And the, the first ever reel that went up on this account reached like 20K. And I was like, what the hell? And I swear it was just like, we're going to Instagram push this reel on purpose because it was the first one that went up. And so that there's like this will incentivize this person to create more reels. I don't know. The reel wasn't that like crazy cool or anything. And so I was just like, wow. So like, I don't really know how they do things, but they do sneaky things and it's weird. And I've heard other people say that your content really isn't going to be shown to people unless you pay. Now I'm speaking strictly from a business perspective. If you have a private account or you really only follow people, you know, your content will get shared to them. If you are a business, your content it's going to be like, what's the word they used to use with the hashtag? Like shadow banned, blacklisted. You're just like, I don't know. To me, it's just very, very, it's sketchy what Instagram does. And it's weird the way it is now than like the way it used to be. And so I think like the whole point of social media was like to have it and to connect with people for free. And the world found a way to monetize it with Pluto and Capricorn. And now I can only scroll four posts and then an ad comes up. I'll click on someone's account and I'll scroll through just their pictures and an ad comes up. I go through four stories and an ad comes up in the stories. It's ridiculous. And <laughs> they're doing that to make money. But then they also are now are like gatekeeping is maybe that's the word. I don't know gatekeeping content so like the only way people are going to see your content is if you pay them that right there I think diminishes what the whole intention of social media was at the beginning of when it when all these things were created like I just think it completely gets rid of the pure intention of why we have it and then it becomes almost like a, like a luxury to have a social media account and you have to pay to use it I just, I don't know. It bothers me. I don't like it. And so someone out there, I don't know who it's going to be in the next five years is going to develop a social media platform that goes back to the roots of like actual connection as opposed to whatever the hell Facebook and Instagram are doing and like all the weird stuff. I don't even want to talk about Twitter or X or whatever. I don't really, I've never really liked Twitter. But then my boyfriend and his friends are obsessed with Twitter and they use it for a lot with like sports. So to each their own with social platforms. But I mean, my goodness, like I just think, or wasn't there a weird thing with tweets? You could only do a certain number of tweets. There's some weird shit. Like people are, are, are fucking with social media and yeah, there's also weird things with like data. And then, you know, you hear people say it all the time. I was just talking about this and an ad came up the other day, but you didn't search it in Google. Like you were just talking to someone about it. They're like, they're listening. Your phone's listening. Your technology's listening to you. 
And so there, I think there's also going to be a big thing in the next 20 years about you're either going to go like one of two ways with Pluto and Aquarius. You're going to go full force technology. Like you have Google Home, Alexa, you talk to things and you have technology do stuff for you. You have a little robot that vacuums for you. Like you have a lot of automations, home security systems, the doorbell with the camera. Like you use technology in a way to like live your life and protect yourself. Um, or you want to live in, in on a farm and grow your own food and you don't want them to be able to track you. Like I feel like you are what you're going to go one way or the other. Um, but it's like, how can you find that healthy balance of being able to live your life without technology and still being human and not becoming a robot slash, you know, how can I can't, how can I use technology to help me without it completely taking over my goddamn life? And then everyone kind of knowing my business and there being absolutely no privacy. This is also like a personal thing. I think with the the Pluto and Aquarius is like AI and filters. So not like OAI is are going to like robots are going to take over the world, but like how can we use it to like better our lives in a sense, but filters. I use filters on Instagram. I'm not a fan of like my dark under eye circles. It's just like hereditary. And it's the only reason I use the filter is it just lifts, it brightens up my under eye, right? It just makes it look like I have makeup on, but I never have makeup on if I like put a filter on me. I'm just not one to to wear a lot of makeup. And so, but filters are not real. So like people aren't seeing 100% accurately my real face on Instagram. And I can admit to this, but it helps me show up and, you know, feel a little more confident showing up online when potentially I'm not always in the mood to, or it can feel like taxing on your nervous system to be like that front forward facing. So basically what I think is happening. Okay, like I know girl, like I'm 26 as I'm recording this and I know people who are my age or even a few years older than me and they get fillers and Botox in their face. And like, I personally could never, I don't like needles. <laughs> so I'm not going to go pay somebody to put a needle in my face, truthfully. But I'm also really, really picky about what goes into my body. And I just would never want anything like toxic in my body like I have a headache I'll take Advil I know it's bad but I don't want to be dealing with that pain um but I'm like I'm very 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 like I I read the ingredient labels like I'm just I'm very into health and like what you're putting in your body and like your liver processing and, and just everything and so when I see people who are really young and I don't think need to be getting Botox and fillers. And I kind of just think to myself, Botox, toxic, what the hell are you putting in your face? What are the long-term effects of that? Can it like affect your health in any way? Um, so there's that aspect of it, but you do you, like if you do what you know, you need to do for your form of self-care in my, like me, I have a little bit of Virgo on my chart. I'm a little judgy to people who do things like that at a really young age however you do you, you live your life, right? But I think sometimes like what I'm seeing though, especially like on, it's almost like the Botox and the fillers create like a Instagram filter on someone's real face, but then like you're not actually your face. And then I go to this weird Pluto and Aquarius thing where it's like, 
everyone's going to be walking around looking like a robot and not human. And then it's like, where did our humanity go? Where did our humanness go? Like, what the fuck just happened? Why am I staring at people who don't look like humans? Like, how come your face isn't moving right now? Like, how come you're not showing emotion and expression? Like, what's going on? To me, that's like robotic. So that's how I compare that. But it, is, is it like, are people scared of aging? Or is it the influence of the perfectionism, perfect, glowing, no texture to the skin look that we see through filters on Instagram? Or is it like a fear of aging? But then I would question like, do you actually want to live forever? Like, no, I think the amount of years that we live on earth is enough. I don't think people need to be living like 200 years. That's very futuristic, Pluto and Aquarius vibes. Like we, I wouldn't want to live 200 years on earth. Like I think, you know, I don't know how realistic to be here. You know, 70s, 80s, 90s, you live to be 100. I think that's a good amount of years to be on earth. I don't really think people need to be on earth. Like, wait, like super long where you, you like, you see things like you freeze yourself or you do all these weird things. And it's like, I don't know. But again, that concept of like not aging, living a long time, doing weird things to your body can be very Pluto and Aquarius. So anyway, those are just like a few different things that can come up as themes and things that I'm seeing and whatever. Hopefully, part of me is like, hopefully I didn't offend anybody, but then at the same time, like I could say anything and offend anybody. But that's just something that I'm, I'm like noticing. But seriously, like how can you be like my age, 26 years old and think that you need to get Botox? Like, I'll try different treatments. Like, go get microdermabrasion. Go get a facial. I tried facial cosmetic acupuncture, which is terrifying. Like, putting needles in the face. Um, It's a little scary. But, again, that's just sort of activating the body in a way. Um, But it's like, go try treatments. But, like, when it comes to injecting something into your body, I think we need to, like, really ask the question and research what the hell we're doing and, like, the long-term effects of that. But... We could all say the same thing about social media. Like I'm scrolling social media every day. I'm putting all this information in my brain. What is the long-term effects of being on my phone? Right? So that is all I have for you today. Check the links below and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the Don't Tell Me What To Do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.